Welcome to the IonaHoops.com podcast with your host, Guy Flotico. It's episode 24 of the IonaHoops.com podcast. You know, maybe I should change the name of this to the Guy of podcast since Iona Hoops hasn't even existed for like six weeks. You know, but a new week is upon us. Optimism is here, but it also means a new schedule is here. Uh, and of course, it's going to keep changing. But all in all, it appears that at least 49 days will have passed between Iona games. Yes, 49. Anyway, let's get into the Ionas, as there's a lot to cover. Iona, Ionas. First up, the schedule. As of now, here's how it looks. Iona will not take the court until Wednesday, February 10th at home versus St. Peter's. At the moment, somehow, the weekend of February 12th through the 14th, have no has no game slotted, but that's going to change. Uh, even if it's just one game, uh, there'll be something added to that weekend. I would think, probably not much later than this podcast dropping. Uh, with my luck, um, anyway, the rest of the schedule looks like this as of now: Wednesday the seventeenth at Quinnipiac, Friday and Saturday February nineteenth and nineteenth twentieth at Canisius, Wednesday February twenty fourth at Manhattan, Friday February fe- Friday Saturday February twenty sixth twenty seventh home for Monmouth, and Thursday, Friday, March 4th and 5th, home versus Siena. Like I said, I have to think this is going to change again. Never mind moving forward with COVIDs, but the aforementioned open weekend on February 12th, 14th, and potentially an opening day around Monday, Tuesday, March 1-2 to get one more game in there. So there are some opportunities to squeeze in some more games there for the Gales. Uh, but for now, for now, on a Monday morning, this is where things stand. Uh, keep an eye on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter, uh, Iona's Twitter, the Mac Twitter for updates because you know they're coming. Iona, Iona's. Okay, let's talk Mac tournament. As of now, despite some murmurs nationally that conference tournament should be canceled, uh, the Mac has shown no signs of doing this. Uh, the league has a contract with Boardwalk Hall, and unless things get considerably worse with COVID, I can't see uh, the Mac shutting this down completely under any circumstances. It will be interesting, however to see what individual programs may do as we get into March, particularly those closer to the bottom of the standings and or those who have played very few games at, by that point. Again, that's just me totally spitballing here. Uh, there have been no rumors of anyone bailing in the MAC or anything like that. But the state of things in a month could be quite different, and we'll have to see if there's any impact due to that. I in terms of getting onto the court, the Iona women's team hasn't fared much better than the men. Uh, the women haven't played since early January and sit with an overall record of 4-5 and five and a league mark of 3-3. Three and three. Now, the MAC women have had an even harder time than the men, if you can believe that. The Ryder, Ryder women's team's had a great run of it, getting in, I think, like 14, 15 games. Uh, but there are four teams, I believe, in the MAC that have only gotten in four games, and two others, including Our Lady Gales, that have only played six. Uh, in the league, I mean. Um, the Iona women are hoping to return to action this weekend with a two-game set at Quinnipiac. Good luck, ladies. Iona, Ionas. Yes, you're hearing that right. Or that was a fourth little Iona Iota's noise sound effect there. Why? Because we're giving you a bonus Iona this time out. I wanted to give you guys a state of the podcast address, if you will. You know, I'm fully understanding and aware that we are in a unique situation this season, but planning for and putting together weekly episodes of this podcast has been extremely difficult uh, in terms of lining up guests and just timing of when the podcast drop because the game's dropping and all of that. 
uh, with another month to go before we're into March, I'm not going to be changing anything. It's too late to worry about all that. Um, but I'm going to be fair and note that there has been a steady decline in listenership over the course of the season. And with good reason. Um, it hasn't helped that the team we cover here at ionahoops.com uh, hasn't played in six weeks. <laughs> uh, I just wanted you guys to know that while this sucks, and yes, there's my favorite word again, I understand why things have not gone as planned, and I'm not discouraged by it. Um, back when we were just about starting to go weekly in November, I literally had a guest planned for every week of the season to preview the upcoming opponents or just catch up with our, with our own folks, whether it be Casey Stanley, Josh Thompson, or Vin Parisi or even others. Uh, with the mess this season has become, all that went into the crapper. Um, once this season ends, whenever that might be for Iona at this point, um, we'll return to episodes every other week, and we'll bring in guests of all kinds to carry us through the offseason. Um, just a one-off I'll, I'll give you right now. I exchanged messages with Tony Bazella, and I'd love to have him and, and, and Lauren DeFalco on to talk uh, Iona women's hoops from the uh, early two, 2000s and, and, and that great run that those uh, coaches had here. Um, uh, so that's, as an example, the kind of stuff that we're planning for the off season where we'll go to, to every other week. Um, I'll line up all kinds of guests. We'll have all kinds of special episodes. Um, of course, we'll be doing lots of previews and all kinds of fun stuff. And who knows? Maybe I'll even score a one-on-one -on -one interview with Rick Pitino. Anyway. I don't mind being transparent out here and sharing numbers with you about how this podcast is done. You guys remember back in the summer, we had Juco expert Brandon Goble on? Well, that was our most popular episode by far, with well over 300 folks giving us a listen for that episode. I believe it was around 325 at this point. The least popular episode we have had so far? The last one, the one I just did last week. It just had only 60 people listening. Um, an unofficial number for when they talk about podcast success is if you get up over 100, you're doing okay. Uh, we were doing over 100 until the last month or so. So I'm not worried about it in any way. Um, I was hoping to, to be around 200 uh, on the average uh, as this season was progressing. We were probably averaging that during the off season and into October. Uh, and then once once we got to November and games started to drop, the numbers started to drop. And I think the switch to weekly format changes that as well. Now, granted, of course, when you go to weekly format, you almost have to consider you're splitting your listenership a little bit. I mean, when you go every other week, that gives two weeks or everybody a chance to listen to a podcast so that if you're going once every week, if you're going once a week, then you kind of you can't combine the numbers and say, well, that's the two weeks because it's some listeners are repeating, obviously. But you have an idea generally how you're doing anyway. So. I just wanted to be, I don't mind being transparent about the numbers and that there has been a very steady decline. And I'm sure people are just not listening because we're not playing. What are they listening for? Uh, who cares what I think about the Tide Report? And what kind of iotas am I giving other than schedule updates and MAC tournament stuff? I mean, it's true. I mean, what, are we, what am I supposed to say? Um, anyway, I'm unfazed by it all. You guys know me. I'm not going anywhere. Um, anyway, I just wanted to thank those of you who have stuck it out despite the unique circumstances that have completely decimated Iona's season here. Um, I hope we'll see a nice uptick when the Gales return to play. You know, we may want to rename the Mac Tide Report the Mac Ripple Report, given that only half the scheduled games are happening these days. But here we go anyway. Well, I don't want to say the same thing every week out here because 
the, because the teams that are rising are going to be the teams that actually get games in and win them because those are the teams that will almost certainly be avoiding the pig round of the MAC tournament, given the wins as tiebreaker approach to the seeding rather than win percentage. I mean, we know teams like Siena and Monmouth are playing well in general and will be in good seeding positions simply because they're winning considerably more than they're losing and they're generally getting games in. Um, I'm going to give a couple additional nods uh, to Marist and Niagara, who are actually getting just about all of their games in at this point, and they're hovering around 500 to boot, which is good enough win total-wise to stay out of the pig right now. Um, the Foxes managed to split with favorite Siena to sit at 7, so they're 7-7 seven and seven in the MAC, and that's a pretty good number right now. Uh, while the Purple Eagles split a pair of games with Monmouth to navigate a 6-8 and eight league mark. Yes, those six wins for Niagara would put the Perps in the top five if the season ended today, given the, the way we're approaching seeding in the MAC right now. So credit to those teams for staying COVID-free and hovering around 500, which is good enough in this year's MAC. And again, not to be redundant, as we're still not seeing Iona, Canisius, and Quinnipiac get games in, but there's really no one trending downward per se. You know, Ryder and Fieffield are the only teams that have played a significant amount of games and have weak records. So they are the only locks, per se, for the pig at this point. Iona, Canisius, and Quinnipiac are all in situations where they're going to need to win most of their games whenever they get them in to escape the pig. And that's probably not going to change the rest of the way. Um, again, even if they get they don't get any more games canceled the rest of the way, and that's already iffy with, Quin- with Canisius, which just had to cancel because of another case. Um you know, it's 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 gonna it's not gonna change. So we're gonna have to wait and see how some of this shakes out. But right now we're in so, we're some wacky seeds. You can have an Iona team with something like a I don't know seven and three record being seeded like eighth, and and where when everybody knows that they're probably just as good as Sienna or Monmouth. So it's gonna be an interesting MAC tournament, assuming that actually happens. I'm gonna be optimistic. Something's happening. Um, not optimistic fans are going to be there anymore. Um, I. I'm going to go on a quick tangent here. I thought the Mac uh, did a, uh, has done a fantastic job with scheduling and going with the, and making the adjustments. Not so much with the ad placement this weekend. Um, running that Mac tournament commercial during during all the games that were airing, all the games, some of the games were canceled. So, um, but you know, having the whole thing, about, we'll see you soon, and fans in the stands, and all of that, dude. You got to you got to answer you got to edit that thing. I mean, you can't. You want to announce the tournaments going on and say you know show protocols are in place, going to be in place at Broadwalk Hall, Broadwalk Hall and all that. Absolutely, to sit there and start preaching to the fans and making it sound like a wonderful, wonderful thing. Not even putting dates on the on the on the commercial, by the way, uh, when the tournament is. I don't believe um, you, you need to edit the language there. You ha- you can't talk about fans when they're not going to be there. It was a big turnoff, and I'm not the only one who said that. Anyway, anyway, here's hoping Mac teams can get more games in as we go this year. Uh, getting back to the tide report. Sorry, off on that tangent. But what else are you guys doing right now besides listening to me? Um, right now, the tide report is becoming a bit of an undertow. So uh, my might as well go off on as many tangents as I can go on. With no games to review or preview and no guests to plan on because the schedule changes like every 20 minutes. That's all for this episode. Fingers crossed. We'll have actual basketball next week, but if we don't, I'll still be here to kill 10 or 15 minutes of your day. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and go Gales. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IonaHoops.com podcast. This podcast is a production of IonaHoops.com and its publisher Guy Filatico. The opinions shared during this podcast are those of Guy Filatico, IonaHoops.com, and any future guests. 
This podcast is not affiliated with Iona College Athletics or the college itself. Thank you for supporting IonaHoops.com.